So how are three time zones going to help us deal with the impact of load shedding, Peggy? Well, the time zones would mean that um, with the eastern side starting an, a half an hour or an hour earlier with work, that will shift the very heavy load um, where we all start at the same time. And then the central area starts at the normal time and the western area half an hour later, which means that instead of having um, the um, full uh, area being in operation at the same time, it is staggered. So it's 12.30 right now, it would be 12 o'clock in Durban and 1 o'clock in Cape Town? Correct, yes. And, and, and so as a sh- is this a short-term solution or something that we should be short thinking term. in the long term? You know, there have been several times when it has actually been suggested that South Africa should have two time zones. But it has always been turned down and saying that businesses in KZN and businesses in the Western Cape need to communicate with us each other during the normal business working hours. But this would be a short-term thing. Uh, January's business confidence level has uh, just emerged. We've had the slowest start over the last 18 years. Is load shedding to blame? It's got an impact on it because it does dent business confidence because people don't really know what the energy situation is going to be. But the um, impact that that has and the sentiment that that um, produces has been to a certain extent counteracted by the dramatic decrease in the price of fuel, which has had a positive impact. So it's really just a trend which is reflective of what is happening in the other parts of the world with our trading partners, as well as the fact that we are facing our own problems, such as the uh, various pieces of legislation that are coming in that are not all that business-friendly. Peggy, just before we spoke to you, we got an SMS from George and Peter Marisburg saying any monopoly is harmful, especially ESCOM's monopoly. You've called for the privatization of ESCOM in the long term. How would that affect ESCOM and impact load shedding? You know, what was um, implied in national energy policy, electricity policy that was published in the late 1990s, was that in fact that ESCOM should be broken up and that generation should be set to private uh, capacity, and that each power station, in fact, could be operated by a separate private sector company. And that was not implemented at all. ESCOM would then retain the transmission system, and that would be the important part for ESCOM to play. Mm. Uh, are, are there any other solutions that we should be considering right now in the short term in order to uh, in order to to delay the effects of of load shedding? I think one of the things that we need to look at is um, how everybody can reduce their use of electricity. One of our members actually said, because it is summer. Why don't we rather so that people can come in a um, very, very casual, cool clothes and then do away with switching on the um, air conditioners and switch off lights in all the offices that are not being used? That sort of impact could actually have quite a big impact if everybody does it. It's not going to help if just half a dozen people decide to do it. But if everybody does it, then it can be done. And one of the important things is that many of our larger members actually generate their own electricity. And this is 
Firstly, an outcome of the 2008 load shedding that we had, where they became self-sustainable. And many of them have said to us, you know, it's quite easy for us to increase our capacity, and we can do it within a very, very short space of time, and then we can actually sell some of our excess capacity back to Eskom. And we understand that Eskom is looking at that at the moment.